Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back inside the video vault. It's your boy JB. Hey, it's your boy. Oh, Eddie. Sorry. I'm, you, I'm... Did you forget your name for a second? Or I mean, I just like to assume when I say it's your boy, everyone knows. Hey, it's your boy. You know, I mean, like, don't assume. Like, you Eddie's know. having an identity crisis, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's, no. The Halloween no. season's doing that to him. Oh yeah, totally. Did you order your costume yet? I forgot what you're gonna be. Uh, I think I might go as Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, but I also might not. I bought my costume yesterday. Oh, what'd you gonna do this year? I remember last year you were. Um, wait, what were you last year? Drunk Robin Hood. That's right. You're a drunk Robin Hood. You got, you wanted everybody to be. And there. my party ended way too early because people got too drunk too fast. Yeah, I was supposed <laughs> to go to that, and I got. I was just too hungover. It, uh, it was fun, but. Oh, you know what happened? No, I did go to that. I went after the mess. Like, everybody was way too drunk, and then I showed up for, like... No, I showed up the next day. Yeah. That's what it was. I showed up the next day, and you were like, um... You were like, I, I hate everything. And, like, <laughs> it was all this liquor in your apartment. Yeah. And you were just like, do you want any of this? And I was oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was the night before Hell in a Cell last night. That's right. And I was yeah. like, Josh, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. No, I do not want this. <laughs> and I think we ended up still drinking. Uh, yeah, did. That was, That's um, right, that's right. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to be Beetlejuice this year. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, and uh, Caitlin's gonna go as Lydia. Oh, fun. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, folks, uh, it's taken a few days to get this up, but uh, guess what? We actually have jobs, and we, as much as we'd love to podcast for you full time, we got to tell our schedule around our schedule around our schedules. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get paid to do this. Yeah, please uh, send us money. We'll set up a Patreon account, I guess. Go find. Me. Yeah, like us, like us on Facebook, Video Vault. Uh, Twitter, video underscore vault PC, uh, like, uh, that's on Twitter, um, and we'll do the rest later. Anyway, part two of the Frankenstein retrospective. Yeah. So today, folks, we've got three films to discuss for you. The first two, we'll talk about the third one's a surprise. First up, Bride of Frankenstein, 1935. Legendary Bride of Frankenstein, legendary Here hair. comes the bride, the Bride of Frankenstein. That stupid Elvira song from the 80s. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like um, Elvira. Anyway, so Elvira. this movie picks up um, kind of where the first one left off. They have this weird intro where you got Elsa Lanchester, who plays the bride, mm-hmm. meet with her husband. She's, uh, she's playing Mary Shelley in this case. Uh, she's with Lord Byron and her husband, and she's like, hey, guess what? There's more of the story that I didn't publish. Yeah, uh, it's a weird beginning. It's like, it, it's very, it's very like, um, it's like Fourth Wally. It's like a good example of like the it's, first It's very wall. Fourth Wally, and it also kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie, because... It's a goofy movie. Holy shit, this movie is campy. 
Oh, it's goofy shit. Like, John Waters, if, had he been alive back then, probably would have directed this film. But again, the, you know, Campy is really only uh, necessitated by the time we're living in. Like, this is 1931 we're 30, talking about. Uh, 35 was this movie. Oh, 35, right. The original Frankenstein was 35. Yeah. Sorry. This is 35 we're talking about. They didn't, like, have campy movies back then, because you can't be campy unless you have something to base the camp off of. That's true. And at true. the moment, they don't have anything to base off. So, like, 35 campy is just 35. Now, if it was, like, The Bride of Frankenstein... Like, the campiness of Brian Frankenstein in, in a movie today. Oh, hell yeah, that movie would be campy as fuck. That being said, you're not wrong. This is a campy, campy, campy movie. Yeah, it is goofy as can be. It's so over the top, and which we'll get to in a second. But it picks up at the windmill. The monster just crash into the burning windmill. And there's the water pit below. Uh, and I guess, who is it? The mayor? The burgomaster? I, I don't know what it's called. Swiss people are weird. Um, <laughs> anyway... Um, so it says, okay, the monster's dead, and the, and the father of the little girl he killed earlier on says, no, I want to go see the body. Surprise, falls down the pit, monster's alive, now he, now, uh, he, that guy's dead. Yeah, it's very Halloween, like the movie Halloween. Like, yeah. that's a very, Don't like, go in there, man, don't go in there. That's a very, or like, you know, I was watching, um, Friday the 13th, which is just also the campiest of movies. Uh, the original? No, sorry, I was watching part, um... One of them, I don't care. Look, uh... Was it the one with Crispin oh, Glover? No. Which one's the one with Christmas Lover? Four, I think? Final chapter. Yeah, that's four. Uh, no, I was not watching four. Uh, okay. Uh, I was watching... I was watching... Okay, so wait. Four is final chapter. Five is the mental institution. Six is Tommy Jarvis escaping the mental institution and bringing Jason back to life by accident. Seven is... J- so I, I was watching part three. The one where he's... Um, he is... Where he's kind of like coming for everybody, in a way. Wait, no. I was watching the one where he wakes up in the morgue. That would have been part that four. It, that was part four, yes. Yeah. Uh, the one where he wakes up in the morgue and wears the ho- hockey mask for the first time. Yeah. yeah, or that might have been three. They were. Wait, what other point? He wakes up in the morgue, and he had died in the movie beforehand. Right. And it was, like, so duh that he had died, like, on the floor, dead. Like, there's no way this man's waking up. Just like how in the first Frankenstein we see the, the windmill crumble around the monster. He's screaming like it, this a is, It's like we have to justify why we have a sequel because we established that this is the end um, in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, so he wakes up, and then he just stabs the, the mortician in, like, the face with a butcher knife, yeah. uh, which he just has, because apparently that's how it works. Movie um, magic, folks. Yeah, but, uh, so I was watching that, and, uh, that's, like, this is, like, the first, in my opinion, like, the first example of that, uh, where, like, it's, like, you think it's peaceful, but then, da da he's still alive the entire time. He's been alive yeah. since the, you know what I mean? Like, they have to justify a sequel. And on top of that, um, Dr. Frankenstein himself is miraculously alive. Oh, let's talk about this. The, in the first film, it ends where he's recovering nicely. His father's... The he's second gonna, one, he's he start, gonna, Yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one, it starts with him. They're like, wait, he's dead. Yeah, because in, in, in the first one, his father's like, he's okay, let's all drink. Yeah, at the end of and, the... And, and, and everyone lives happily ever after. But in this one, they're worried that he's dead. They're getting him back to the house just to see, like, okay, maybe he's still alive. And Colin Clive is back as the monster, is back at, not as the monster, um, Karloff is back as the monster, Colin Clive is back as, as the doctor, as Dr. Frankenstein himself, and, uh, poor Colin Clive, because we, we didn't get into this in the last episode, Colin Clive is one of the more tragic stories of, uh, old Hollywood. Here's a guy who sets the tone for Dr. Frankenstein, it's Gilbert Gottfried's go-to impression, and, and he sadly passed away at age 36. Yes. Because he was a terrible alcoholic, was sleeping on set, delaying production, and a lot of it was because, um, if you've seen this movie, you'll notice that for about 90% of his screen time, he's either lying down or sitting. Between the filming of the original Frankenstein and Bride, 
he was in a terrible horse riding accident Ugh. where he busted his leg up pretty badly and was in constant pain after the fact. I did not know that. I didn't know that either until until oh. um, reading up recently. Because I, 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 meant, I meant to bring it up for the first episode, but just fine actor, just a career ruined. Apparently he was closeted bisexual as well. He, he was married, but by the time he died, he and his wife had been estranged for a good long while. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but he still knocks it out of the park as the doctor. He's like, you know, uh, Elizabeth, we're getting married. Um, we're all going to just live on, move on with our lives. Monsters on the loose, or he, we, they think he's dead when it turns out the monster's actually on the loose throughout the countryside. Yep. Uh, and then we find that there's another mad scientist in the picture. Yeah, these Dr. guys. Dr. Pretorius. I guess, apparently, this country just creates mad scientists. Yeah, now. Doc- like, there's like four in this village. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Dr. Pretorius is a very interesting character because he's kind of like the, the first instance of the tall, intimidating man in black. He's played by Ernest Thesiger, who, guys, look him up. The, the guy was a, a lovely man in, in real life, but just his face is uh, screams creepy because he's got that mop of white hair that kind of established the new normal for how mad scientists look in, in cartoons, uh, comic books. I mean, he's kind of like a very gothic Rick Sanchez in a way. <laughs> That's what the, these people know, the reference. Rick and Rick Morty and folks Morty. watch it. You'd be surprised how many people actually don't know Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, because um, Thesiger and Karloff actually had a history prior yeah. to this movie. Did they? I didn't know that. Yeah, because I can't remember if we touched on this in the last episode. There was another horror film, I believe in 1932, called The Old Dark House, which is about surprising old dark house. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's got Ernest Thesiger as the head of this family who lives in this house because um, passersby, their car breaks down in a thunderstorm. All the only place to stay is this is this old dark house. And Thesiger, he... <laughs> you like tried to tried to avoid saying this old dark house. Yeah, you like actively tried yeah. to avoid but, saying that. But Karloff <laughs> is in this movie as this as the butler, as, the house? Oh, you know, okay. as a butler who's just this drunken brute. And the entire movie, he's just drinking, walking around, going, rrr, rrr. He, it's the monster without being the monster. Hmm. And there's actually a nod to the movie in it, because um, Pretoria says, oh, uh, gin is my only vice, and the ex- most the exact same line is in the old dark house. Hmm. And they, you, you find out uh, Pretorius, he's trying to the toy creating life, and he's created a king, a queen, a bishop. Uh, oh, an archduke. An archduke, yeah, to the and he's these little people in jars where it's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, he's like trying to build a whole kingdom of dead, death, right? Is yeah. that basically what he's doing? Like he wants, like he's trying to like it's just really weird. Yeah, and he says to to Frankenstein, Henry, let's let's build a new monster together. He's, he wants specifically a female monster too. Yeah, he wants let's build a woman, uh, for reasons that they never really get into. Maybe he wants his own personal sex machine. I think, no, I think they wanted a mate for this. I think, because, uh, just looking into it really quick, because I, I know that was, like, a really weird... Maybe I just also missed that, because every once in a while I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like I get I get a little, um... Movie ADD. Yeah. But, like, he wants to create... Uh, I think he said something about creating a world of gods and monsters or whatever... Which yeah, I, yeah, to, to to like the new world of gods and monsters, and that later there was the movie about James Whale, who directed this movie. Gods and monsters, Brendan Fraser, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, um, and Lynn Redgrave dies in a dies uh, drown it drowns himself in a swimming pool. Yeah, um, that's a real 
thing. I'm not it's a real, I'm not, real, real story made into a pretty good movie. Not spoiling anything. Anyway, um, everyone knows the story of James Well. I mean, okay, um, <laughs> but uh, basically, yeah. At the end, yeah. So I think he just wants to like create a society of like monsters, and I think he just was like, "Well, we already created a man monster. I guess the next step is a woman monster." Let's see if they can very, procreate. Yeah. Very god, very god, Adam and Eve kind of story. I mean, you know, in essence, the original character of Frank. Frankenstein's monster was known as Adam uh, mm-hmm. in the Mary Shelley book, so it wouldn't it would make sense that like well we would create the Adam now we got to create the Eve you know what I mean yeah and by the same token you kind of see the the anti in terms of the mad scientist up because um, Pretoria says oh uh, help me out or my men are gonna kill Elizabeth and at this point the monster he's he's broken out of prison he's living with this old hermit in the forest. Uh, learning to speak, uh, which I think is great because it gives him some more humanity, some agency. He has this great conversation with Pretorius, who... Oh, and Dwight Fry shows up again, this time as a, as one of the grave robbers. Yeah, Dwight Fry was just getting paid. Dwight Fry was, like, paying his mortgage things to Universal. <laughs> um, and just to give you an idea of how mad Pretorius is, Fry plays Carl on the other grave robbers, Hans. They're wanted for murder... And Pretorius says, you're going to help me out, or I'm turning you in. And then at one point, Pretorius gets so crazy that Carl says to Hans, okay, if he gets crazier, we're going to turn ourselves in. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was a great... Gravediggers are usually the funniest characters in movies. Yeah, well, well uh, Dwight Fry also, just like... Because here he's got, like, the fake nose, he's got, like, the fake beard. He's... He looks like, he's, um... He's, like, kind of like almost the Gary Oldman of his time, and he's such a chameleon in whatever he does. Yeah, I so, mean, you know, just great way to throw Gary Oldman back into this podcast. I mean, uh, I mean, we, there's no room for Kevin Costner in Frankenstein. I we could find we can find something. Oh look, we just did. No, no, we <laughs> gotta find a little easier. I mean, there there will be an organic way to do this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. With you. I mean, I I think I think Carla is the is the chameleon is the Gary Oldman. You mean William him. Henry Pratt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not even his real name. Uh, no, no, that, no Car- that, that was his real name. Carloff isn't even his real name. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Um, I think, yeah, Dwight Fry, though, I mean, it's a little weird. It's like Dwight Fry, um, I think everybody at the time was a little bit more chameleon-y. Like, they were just taking advantage of the yeah. fact that they had the screen and they could get really close up, so you could be like, yeah, let's just have these goofy outfits on. Yeah, and then, and then he and Pretorius had this great face-to-face. It only lasts, like, less than a minute, but everyone else runs away from the monster and Pretorius is just like, Oh, hey, what's up? So. I give you the monster. I was alone. Good evening. Oh, fucking William Regal over here. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of looks like William Regal, doesn't he? <laughs> he really did. Yeah, and so just sees the monster. He's all alone. The monster could rip his head off if he wants to, and he just goes, oh, hey, come have a drink with me. What's up? I think he could. Special he, kind of crazy. Yeah, it it definitely, it's, it's a pretty wacky human being. 
I have really nothing else to say about that. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, so then so then we get to the segment where they're bringing uh, the bride to life, Elsa Lanchester, with that iconic beehive haircut. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of like a shout-out to, uh, to the second half, or the third act of uh, the novel, where the monster says, hey, make me a mate. Uh-huh. Except in the novel, it's Elizabeth who the monster kills, and says, hey, reanimate her. Yeah, it's all types of, that's, that's, that, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but then, uh, the bride rejects the monster, he's all, he's all distraught. Yeah, and, well, I mean, you can't just force a woman to love you. Well, yeah, I mean, like, cause she's still a sentient being, she... And also, she's, like, let's be real for a second, like, objectively, like, she's way better looking than he is, like, he yeah. has a, I mean, not to be, like, a weirdo in a sense, he's got, like, a big old, he's got a square head. And she's got, like, she's, the weirdest thing they could have done to her was give her, like, a beehive, Mm -hmm. but, like, the dude still has, like, a square head. Like, anybody could be, like, you'd be like, hey, you're dead, I'm dead. It's it's literally, like, I wouldn't fuck you if you're the last man on Earth type of situation. Yeah. It's literally what she was in that situation for, because he's green. (laughs) She's still normal color. Like, she, the only thing they did to make her, like, look scary was a beehive. He's got staples. And ever, and ever make weird faces. He's got staples noises. in his head, my dude. Like, yeah. You know, and also, let's be real, like, I think that is... No, 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 in the book, that's Elizabeth, right? That's not in the movie. That's not Elizabeth. Yeah, in the book, it's Elizabeth, yeah. Right, right, right. So, I mean, because in the movie, they don't really explain who the woman is, right? They just are like, ah, oh, it's just a woman. No, no, no. In, in the book, it is Elizabeth. No, in the movie. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, it's just... In the, the movie, it's just... In, in the movie, it's just a, some random girl that they robbed from a mausoleum. Yeah, I know. So, it's like... It's like... The Frankenstein's monster is like a bunch of different parts they put together in like a beastly thing. And like the movie, it's just one girl and like a weird head and like a different brain. So like, really, like, why did well, I'm supposed to feel bad? Like you know, what I mean? like you can't just force that on anybody. You know what I mean? I don't know. You really can't. Yeah, um, really. Is it nice making sense? Like I would. No, it makes like, sense. Like if I came back to life and they were like, "Hey, welcome back to life. You got." Fuck this ugly creature now. I'm gonna be like, kill me, please. I didn't ask for this. Yeah, and then uh, the monster, who at this point has learned how to speak, um, has a greater sense of being, and he kind of has... That fire really did well for him. Yeah, he, he resigns himself to the fact that I'm incapable of being loved, this life is not for me, and he blames Pretorius, because Pretorius created, created the woman, didn't make her... and But for some reason, you can you can Doesn't blame God. Frankenstein. But it also goes to the point where... In terms of creation, you can't create free will, or you, you can you can be free will is still a thing, no matter what your creation is, because you can't force someone to find you attractive. Yeah, I mean that's that's a very valid point, Josh. Yeah, um, you can't. There's no such like. Yeah, you can't like you can create the body, but you can't create the soul. I guess, and it, it just goes to uh, Bruce Almighty, where Morgan Freeman says, to Jim, say that says, too, says yeah. to Jim Carrey. I'm giving you all my powers for as long as you want, but you can't interfere with free will. And what does he do? He tries to fucking do it, and it doesn't work. Yeah, you really yeah. think that there's going to be, like, a bigger payoff to that? There isn't. Anyway. Yeah, um, but then he he's about to throw the switch to blow everything up. Pretorius is begging for his life, and then the monster says to Frankenstein and Elizabeth, no, you go, we belong dead. Flips the switch, end of the movie, and that's the last we see of Universal Horror for a time. Yeah. Yeah, because... Like, 20... Like, not Because like Carl Emley Jr. was in charge of Universal during this time. Now, now Brian and Frankenstein, mind you, great movie. I'd recommend it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, it can't be, but I like it. Yeah, it... Oh, and we have... We, speaking of, we didn't even talk about Una O'Connor as the, the servant who keeps screaming and screeching and everything. Yeah, we can skip that. Yeah, she's... 
Udo Kotter, Bride of Frankenstein. You'll watch it. She's hysterical. I don't watch it. I mean, honestly, we got two more movies to talk about. Yeah, we do. I don't want to get um, gosh, Yeah, but then, <laughs> um, as successful as Bride of Frankenstein was, Universal was in a lot of trouble because of the Great Depression, and they put out a lot of bad movies. Yes. So, Lamely is removed from power at Universal, and then 1938, desperate for money, whoever's in charge at that point says, you know what? Let's roll the dice, triple feature in theaters, Dracula, Frankenstein, King Kong, and it sells out for weeks. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. It's it, kind of like this, this like renewed awareness. Well, there's the also an interesting thing, I think, is that there were, uh, you know, not only the genre, but just um, the news, because you were starting to get World War II at this time, so a lot yeah. of people were watching, like the newsreels before movies. So you'd have this triple feature, and then in between the triple feature, you'd also have, and now, in the Western Front, well, you know, like, of course, they wouldn't really have a Western Front at the time because America yeah. was involved, but it's like, Hitler is uh, making his way toward Poland. And then you'd hear, like, oh, wow, okay, I guess I gotta do that. But also, I can watch fucking Frankenstein. That's cool. Um, and Dracula and, and King Kong. And Dracula and King Kong, which is, like, more bang for your buck, and also, like, Maybe we should be doing more of that nowadays. Yeah, because because you've been to the film forum down in uh, Tribeca. Yeah, yeah, or or so I can't remember where, but like because I, I remember when I was in high school, this would have been around two thousand four. Some nights they would have triple features of just random movies. It is fun. It, it is fun. It's it, fun. It's yeah. like you know what it is. It's like, and also like remember these. This was an era where they didn't have VHS and they didn't have DVD. And so, so if you, so if you, if you missed it in the theater, too bad. You're out of luck. Now it's back again, so you have people... Yeah, exactly. You have people who are like, Hey, I totally forgot it. I totally haven't seen this movie in forever. Yeah. Of course that shit's gonna sell out. That's great. But then, as a result of the success of this... It's crazy that movies ever failed back when they were first created. Actually, yeah. I think about and, and because of the success of this venture, like which was a tremendous roll of the dice, 1939, which might I add... Phenomenal year for movies, because that you had Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind out in the same year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We get Son of Frankenstein. Do we have to talk about this? <laughs> what, what do you mean talk about this? You didn't like it? Uh, it's just, it's just, you could tell they were definitely doing a bit of a money grab. It was a money grab, and, it, and it's definitely not canon, because all of a sudden, uh, what happened in... <laughs> the uh, bride wants... The bride, like, apparently the bride never happens... Yeah, but you get Basil Rathbone as uh, Wolf Frankenstein, who comes to uh, who comes to um, I guess I guess it's Switzerland. Oh, because the village is actually called Frankenstein because his family owns the place. Yeah, um, his his because um, his family pretty much owns the place. He's there to settle his father's estate, and yes. he's he's met with hostility. He's there with his wife and son, uh, and uh, who, and then he meets a certain somebody who is a certain Dracula, but he not meets, in this movie. He meets Bela Lugosi as Igor. That's right. Who is as weird as this movie is? Like Lugosi's pretty good. Lugosi is not a bad actor at all, and yeah. you know it is really strange because you could tell this was definitely not just a money grab, but this is like putting. Um, Robert Downey Jr. in the same movie as Chris Evans. Like, this was, like... Yes. This was, this was like, we can't acknowledge that... Like, it's, like, very tongue-in-cheek, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, they could have had a lot of different actors play Igor, but they could have had... You could have had... You could have had... Uh, no, wait. You could have had, had Dwight Fry play I don't think so. I think, I think Dwight Fry was already dead at this point. No, no. No, Dwight, Dwight Fry no, died Dwight, in the 40s. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, 42, I believe. Wait, let me look that up. Yeah. Um, so you're probably... You're right about that. But, like... You know, like, why... Because Bela Lugosi, at this point, was Dracula. He was the smooth one. Well, now suddenly it, he's interesting, bit of trivia, interesting bit of trivia. Interesting bit of trivia. 
And uh, not many people 43. know that in 1943 Dwight Frye died? Yes. Okay, yeah, so he definitely could have played Igor. Not many people know that Dwight Frye, uh, not Dwight Frye, um, that Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff in the 30s and early 40s had a bit of a rivalry. Can't imagine why. Well, Lugosi turned down Frankenstein. Ooh, cool. He turned down Frankenstein because he thought, oh, like it, I'm just, it's just makeup, grunting. I'm not, like, I don't know what I can do. It, that's beneath me. And Karloff makes his career out of it. So, and and they did some movies together where it's very clear that Lugosi is aware that Karloff is is in the spotlight with him. So they did uh, uh, quite a few movies together. They, they did The Invisible Ray. They did The Black Cat and The Raven, two of which I are at Edgar Allan Poe movies. Or what? Edgar Allan Poe was talking. Yeah, but they have nothing to do with the actual story. No, of course. It's yeah. like the fall of the Ass Rusher. Like, they were just titles. Yeah, but still, great movies. Because Lugosi realizes, okay, I'm sharing the spotlight with this guy. I have to upstage him. Yeah. And he does just that because in this one, because the monster is apparently in a coma, um, wakes up uh, because Wolf Frankenstein says, oh, I could, um, I could use my father's old research to bring him back. Uh, but at the same time, whereas in Bride of Frankenstein, uh, the monster learned how to speak, uh, in this one he's a mute again, just making the noises. Yeah, it's like they totally cut off that second movie. It's, they, it's, they, they're eliminating canon, but it kind of works in a certain way. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Um. But Lugosi's great, because apparently Igor, they tried hanging him for, for previous grave robbing, uh, but, and they broke his neck, but he's still alive. That's why he's like, meh. Yeah, he's kind of got his neck turned one side, but Lugosi steals the show, and then you got Lionel Atwell as uh, Inspector Crow with the with the uh, the fake arm that because apparently this monster at one point went on a murderous rampage and tore a child's arm off. Yeah, yeah, um, but everyone, but it all works out in the end. It's very gothic, but uh, Basil Rathbone, I think, is I think he's quite good. In the movie. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you on that. I just it's, yeah. again, it's just the movie's not bad. It's just like it's, it's different. just so it's different. It's just uh, like it's like the ha- it, it, you know when you take all the parts of the same thing, yeah, and then you don't make the same thing. It's just like it just it just felt weird for me. But that being said, it, it does ba- have a 92 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Son of Frankenstein is 92 percent. I'll look that up. Hang on. I definitely saw that and I was like, oh, I do not like this movie. Um, and then I looked it up, and I was like, wow, really? Okay, maybe I'm just the asshole. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's really the situation. That probably I'm, is, just, I'm yeah, probably just the cause, asshole. Because you, yep, you didn't 90, like it. 91%. All right, so you're in the 9% who didn't like it. I'm in the 91% that did like it. I know, I'm fine. You can like whatever you want. I mean, like, I definitely, I definitely say to the folks at home listening, definitely give it a watch, because if, any, if anything, watch it for Lugosi, because he is amazing. Yeah, and... Um, if you want my opinion, uh, I mean, you really can't say no to classics. But, like, also, it's not something you need to watch, you know? Like, Frankenstein, you need to watch. Brad of Frankenstein, duh. Yeah. But, like, Son of Frankenstein, like, I watched it, I was like, alright. Like, you know, like, Dracula. Like, I was like, yeah, you need to watch this. Yeah. Like, there's no, I don't care how campy it is, you have to watch this. Yeah. This one, it's like, eh, if you like skipping a sequel or two, that's okay. But that being yeah. said, give it a watch. It's Bella Gosey. It's, it's Boris Karloff. I'm really just more excited about what we're about to talk about. We're about to discuss I think here. I just want to, let's, like, cue skip. The, let's cue the dramatic chipmunk music. 
It's Young Frankenstein, folks, and I know you and I both love this movie. Oh, yay. Who doesn't love Young Frankenstein? You're an asshole if you don't like this movie. You're a... Yeah. You're a... You're a... You're a... Fu- you're a fucking... A- you're a bad... Bad per... <laughs> you have skipped your son's baseball games. <laughs> you root for Superman over Batman. You, uh... You haven't done your laundry in, like, three weeks. You're just, like, a jerk. You're a jerk. You, you don't the, take your book bag off on the train. You enjoy the word moist. You enjoy the word... You're a fucking freak. Um, but if you don't like... the, But that being said, if you are the people who don't like that movie, that's okay. It's fine. Uh, but it's not fine, and you should... Uh, I don't know. Like, don't kill yourself. There's nothing... Like, you, all life is Go beautiful. sit in the corner. Just go away. Just don't... Don't... Don't vote. Yeah. <laughs> not allowed to vote. <laughs> Can't vote. But anymore. anyway, but but we were just talking about how how much you don't like Son of Frankenstein, but Young Frankenstein draws so much from it. I think that's the thing is I've watched Young Frankenstein enough, and then I watch Son of Frankenstein, and I'm just like, this is a far superior movie in all shapes it's and forms. Far superior movie. It's it is. It took all the things. It's like so Son of Frankenstein. It's apples and oranges. No, Son of Frankenstein. The concept of Son of Frankenstein. Hey, first of all, you think that's Son of. Just automatically, I'm out of. Uh, son of Pink Panther. Like, Son of Dracula, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. Oh, launch any tier. That, that's bad. Don't watch that. So, Son of, uh, yeah, Son of usually denotes, like, this is gonna be absolute shit. So, Young Frankenstein, you watch it, it's like, this is a great, ada- this is a, this takes all your expectations going into a movie that is Son of, mm-hmm. and just is like, a way better version of it. That's all I'm saying. Like, it takes all the good parts of Son of Frankenstein that I liked, and then it's just like, yeah, just blow that out longer. That's fine. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, the thing I didn't like, the reason why Son of Frankenstein uh, annoyed me, it's a com- It's not a comedy. Like, but at the end of the movie, it's like, here are the keys to the castle. Enjoy yourselves. And the villagers celebrate. Yo, your family killed people. Your family's bad. Your family created the monster that destroyed everything. No one li- should like your family. Like, you know, just like little things. Just little things like that. Anyway. But, but anyway, so... I, and so... Yeah, yeah, Son of Frankenstein touches on that because you got uh, the amazing Gene Wilder as Ugh. Frederick Fra- Frankenstein. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah, because he's trying so hard to erase his family's history... He's a he's a neuro. I think he's like a neuroscience professor. Someone's asking about his grandfather's work. He goes, "No, my grandfather was sick. That's not real science." Blah blah blah. Which but, like is the normal thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my grand that's my family. It's not me. Almost like the Godfather in a way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like it, it's it's just a good it's just a good mentality for life. It's like yeah, if your family doesn't isn't like a particularly good family, like don't try to own up to it. Um, don't try to be like. Hey, yeah, but it's our history. No, it. You could say it's bad. You could say it's a bad thing. You could say it's a bad thing that happened. You don't have to like cherish your family's history. You could have a terrible family history. And be like, yeah, well, I like my family. It's fine. Um, so I did like that. It's just a great way to start. Um, but like, even though he's trying to avoid his family's leg legacy, he's it's like inherently the family is destined to fall into the same trap. Over and over. Also, can we talk about the fact that it is um, still in black and white, even though it came out in what, 74. That's right. Such a genius move. Like, I would have put it in color. <laughs> cause yeah, because... Technicolor is awesome. And it, it's so weird, because like, it gives homage to 
to basically all three of the of the Frankenstein films because all three take it takes place yeah it's the it son t- of Frankenstein yeah it's son of Frankenstein with the whole general concept of trying to like eighty six your father's your family's history from your life the, the, the bride in that you have uh, <laughs> Madeline Kahn at the end she's got Madeline the beehive Kahn. Madeline Kahn oh gone oh. too soon I mean she was like gone before I was born so I didn't really she was gone when you were very young yes um, uh, and, also and then, and flames then with, flames uh, on the side of my face heaving breathing. Heathing breath, heathing skeething. You've never heard. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Whoa. Okay, guys, we're gonna do a really quick cut. Uh, Josh, why don't you pull up uh, this shot? This is a Madeline Kahn clip. If you guys are fans of Madeline Kahn, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, wait, wait. So I'm opening up YouTube. What am I looking at? Look right at now? Madeline Kahn Clue. No, no. Oh, Clue. I've only seen Clue like a couple of oh, times. Oh, you need to watch this really. Oh, Clue fast. Flames. Okay, here flames. we go. Flames. Flames on the side. Of, this is great. And oh, oh, here, here we go. Right here. Everyone, if you, no, 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 go to the. Uh, I, I want to go. To, no, we can go to the long one. Come on. Okay, great, fine. Well, right. uh, no, go to the long one. Oh wait, yeah, that's okay. Actually, this is fine. That's fine. All right, so here we go. So Madeline start Con, right from the beginning because Madeline in Clue as Mrs. White. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. White. White. Yeah, right. Okay, and go. You were jealous that your husband was stripping her. That, that's why you killed him too. Yes. Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths, heaving. But why would you believe this scarlet seized the opportunity? Okay. I was trying so hard not to laugh during the scene that my hat actually fell off and knocked the shit around the table. I believe improvised that scene. Well, she's that good. Because, like, Madeline Kahn was part of, like, that rolling database of actors that Mel Brooks always called when he had to make a movie. Yeah, I mean, she's and in it was rolling. him, Gene Wilder. Oh, she, uh, Gene Wilder. Um, um, Harvey uh, Corman. That's right. Um, um, Ron Carey. That's right. Cloris Leachman, who we'll, right. we'll get to in a second. But anyway, so um, it's at the point where, like, much like in Son of Frankenstein, he is he has to go face the, fam- the family history gets off the train and here we have Marty Feldman, my favorite character, kind of talking about, oh, all the different ways you could you could pronounce names. Oh, it's spelled Igor. Maybe it's pronounced Igor. Frankenstein. Oh, maybe it's Frankenstein. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, so here we go. This, this is the great scene where Feldman and Wilder meet. So. Frankenstein. Do you also say Froderick? No. Frederick. Well, why isn't it Froderick Frankenstein? It isn't. It's Frederick Frankenstein. I see. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced Igor. But they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? Uh, you were sent by Herr Falkstein, weren't you? Yes. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. <laughs> oh, nice. Of course, the rates have gone up. Of course. Of course. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh, sorry. I, uh, you know, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I'm a rather brilliant surgeon. Perhaps I could help you with that hump. What hump? <laughs> Just 
comic genius. Love it. Marty Feldman, great sketch performer. Uh, there's Marty Feldman had his own show in England for years. Highly recommend watching the watching the sketch where he brings his monster to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he he and Wilder just have the great on screen chemistry. You could say the same about Terry Gar, although she just annoys the crap out of me in this movie. I mean, I mean, I don't really. Yeah, it, it's so obvious she's playing the dumb blonde. Yeah, that's what she does. She does that really well, though. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that's always, that's the thing about Mel Brooks. He's always one. There's, it's not, yeah, because it's weird. This this movie was a flop at the box office, but then it kind of gained a cult following, much like oh, like much like Spaceballs or Blade Runner. Yeah, and on top of that, um, just we were talking about the parallels from other movies, so it it borrows very much from the plot of Son of Frankenstein. Madeline Kahn has the um, has the beehive haircut in um, at the end from Elsa Lanchester. And here's where it gives homage to the original. They actually used the original set for the lab. That's right. Yeah, because Mel Brooks was thinking, oh, like, I, I wish I knew I wish I wish knew where the set designer was, because I'd like to know how he did all this. He didn't realize that the set designer was still alive. And, and so it. he was like, it's in my garage, take it. Ah, the 30s. Yeah. And then you get Cloris Leachman, who was nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie, if you could believe that. I can believe it. Yeah, as uh, Frau Blucher, who probably gave birth to the best running gag in cinematic history. I am Frau Blucher. Inga, may I present Frau Blucher? (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Igor gets in on it. One more time. <laughs> Alright, is that annoying yet? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So, and, so they, they pretty much says, okay, I, I, um, I'm here to settle the estate. Finds the private library. Reads how, how he, uh, his grandfather did it. Oh, shit, it could actually work. And then they get Peter Boyle to play the monster. Great move. Yeah, because Peter Boyle at this point, he had that one movie, Joe, which was kind of like that indie hit of the summer. Um, had a, and he, the guy puts on a clinic in this movie because he's making all these faces, doing the movement, making the sounds, and he's making it look so easy. He's got that one scene with Gene Hackman as, as the hermit, like the, the homosexual hermit, because he's, it seems like the hermit wants to fuck the monster. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) And then... Hackman has the great line, I, wait, don't leave, I was going to make espresso. It fades to black because everyone on set started laughing so hard because he improvised the line. And Brooks was like, no, okay, we're keeping it in, I'll, I'll edit around it. Oh my god, okay, great. So then they, they teach the monster accordingly, and then there's a musical number. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Great scene. Yep. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cut a weight coat, perfect fits. So, Young Frankenstein, I mean, it, it gives the proper tribute to all, all three of the movies, even if it borrows heavily from one. 
And even just in, in like the the little things, the way that Marty Feldman carries himself with the hump, it's very similar to how Lugosi looks as Igor in Son of Frankenstein. Uh, Wilder's mustache is a mirror image of that of, um, of Basil Rathbone. Uh-huh. Kenneth Mars, who was the voice of King Triton in The Little Mermaid and was also uh, Franz Liebkin in The Original Producers, he's uh, playing the Lionel Atwell character with the artificial arm, but he's just taking it to a whole new goofy level. Um, and he's perfect in doing that as well. Just the way that he moves the arm around, it's a mirror image of Lionel Atwell. And so, on the whole, in terms of Frankenstein, I, besides the dramatic chipmunk music, which I could do without, um, on the whole, I think it's, it really, even though Dracula came first, I think this really set the tone for the horror genre going forward. Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frankenstein's the original slasher villain, dude. Slasher villain? Yeah, dude, he's big, he's unstoppable. I mean, not Frankenstein, the monster. Big, he's unstoppable, he's godly, but he's ungodlike. Childlike as well? He's childlike as well, yeah, he's funny. He's Jason Voorhees, Freddy, uh, Freddy, uh, not Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger's actually more Dracula. But, um, you know, Michael Myers, uh, Leatherface, they all are, like, deformed humans, deformed, unnaturally massive, large. unnaturally large creatures of the night that come back from death and only have, and, like, are unstoppable from all levels. And they go for, uh, pretty virgins. Uh, totally. It's Frankenstein's original session. Yeah, and, but just in terms of character development, because we said earlier, Fra- the first Frankenstein is when Universal realized, okay, here's how we make an actual movie. Yeah, not a stage play. Right. But between Karloff, Colin Clive, Rathbone, Lugosi, and even the Mel Brooks version, which has great value, I'd highly recommend this franchise. Even watch Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with uh, Robert De Niro and Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, because that, that one's very gothic. It's trying to be... It's, the, it's trying to be the... Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula of okay. the Frankenstein. Yeah, they were trying to do a couple of those. Like, the, and, you know, well, actually, you, yeah, you, I mean, that's they were trying to do that as, like, a... Like, I think they were trying to create a new universal franchise. Yeah, and failed miserably. Well, yeah, what they're trying to do now with the money. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's all for the Frankenstein retrospective. Got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just Twitter. It's at Eddie underscore Doug. And, um, you know, just uh, keep on, keep on... Keep listening, folks. Keep on doing your dudes, you yeah. know? Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter, jbsworld3286. Like us on Facebook, Video Vault. Go to Twitter, Video underscore Vault PC. PC stands for podcast. We'll be continuing our Halloween month uh, later this week with uh, The Wolfman. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, we'll be discussing um, original Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Uh, anything else? Or? Um, let's talk, you know, like, I honestly, we'll come back to it, but I do kind of want to talk about, like, the... The Del Toro? The, no, what? Oh, Benicio. Yeah. Yeah, I do kind of want to do the Benicio one, because I do like that movie. All right. Because I do like the... Okay, so just to go into it, I like the parallels between the two movies. Like, it's just trying to be a more blown-out version of the original one. Yeah. All right, so we'll cut into that. If we get into it, we will. Shout-out to Matt Hurricane Harvey for our theme music, which you hear at the beginning. That's it for the video. That's all from the video vault, folks. Don't forget to lock up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.